A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined, as always, by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Doing good. I have just started watching the Vice documentary series, Dark Side of the Ring. What? Uh, really? Not not just start. I've, you know, I've seen the episodes here and there, but I thought... I'm going to go from the start. Uh, and that lasted one episode. And then I just started jumping around. So I've just seen, because I never saw it when it came out, because I've heard the story quite enough times. Thank you very much. The Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, I mean, that is uh, that was an episode that I thought, I've heard this story a mm. thousand times over. Do I really need to hear it again? But it was actually, it was it was very good. It was kind of like interesting because like it was... Usually when you hear stories like of the Montreal Screwjob, you just hear one person talk about it. So it's like, oh, I've listened to an interview with Vince Russo when he's talked, or I shoot you shoot interview with Vince Russo when he's talked about it. I've listened to an interview with Dave Meltzer when he's talked about it. I've listened to a shoot interview with Jim Cornette. So it was quite nice to essentially hear like an aggregate of the mm. stories glued together to form one narrative. So that was quite nice. And that narrative is Jim Cornette wants to literally piss on Vince Russo's grave. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know I know it's it's popular right now to dislike Cornette and for good reason. But my god, can he cut a promo? Holy crap. Half of that show, you know, half of the episode which isn't made for us really. It's made for mainstream fans. They might not be that familiar with all the intricacies of the Montreal screw job. This is for them. Yet still it is about 40% Jim Cornette shoot on Vince Russo. Yeah, that's basically what it boils down to in the end. Like, I think Meltzer <laughs> even said that at the time, like when the episode came out, is like, it's less about the Montreal Screwjob at the end of the day. It's more just about Jim Cornette getting his feelings out there about what he thinks of Vince Russo. The ending of the episode where they start running the trailers, sorry, the credits, is just intercutting between Jim Cornette saying... I take every possible opportunity to call him a liar uh, and I will piss on his grave. Even if I'm a mobile, my wife has it 
that written down that if she does not wheel me there to piss on the grave, she's written out of the will. And then, you know, it cuts back to Vince Russo and he's just like, bro, like a Pokemon <laughs> only saying one word. And it, it felt like the trailer for the next episode. Like the next yeah. episode was just going to be the true main event of the Montreal screw job. Jim Cornette versus Vince Russo. I know I'm very late on this, but I also, when I was listening to reviews at the time and they described it, it was described as a debate between Cornette and Vince Russo quite often. And it very much is that. But my stupid monkey brain decided that meant they were in the same room as each other. Oh, and now that I is see. all I want. No, no, that's, we don't want that. Like it, no, it won't no, the be internet pretty. wants conflict. No, it no, it that's wants not conflict what we and want. outrage. Give it to them. No more negativity. It won't, it won't be as good as people think it will be. Because, like, with the, the, the benefit of it being, you know, cutting head uh, talking heads, is you can rehearse promos and you can cut around it and you can make it sound more interesting than it is. An actual on-stage debate oh. will just be the pair of them getting flustered. And then we'll just no. eventually just boil down to Jim Cornette shouting at Vince Russo various different obscenities <laughs> yes. and Vince Russo yes. going like, bro, we got a difference of opinion. You think it went this way? I thought it went this way. But bro, at the end of the day, this is the way I remember it happening, bro. And then Jim Cornette will be like, what I think about this? Nothing. You're brother don't piss on your grave. And that's all it will be. And it will actually won't be any fun to watch whatsoever. Incorrect. You have just described <laughs> what I want to see. Plus, Cornette won't get flustered. He is, uh, you know, I've worked with him quite closely when he did his UK tour. And the man is just... He, he talks so well. You know, he is a professional talker. He's a wrestling promo guy. Um, he is just a string of, you know, close to the bone anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> some of very, which, very make, compelling some and charismatic. In, some of which make it into uh, UK speaking tours. And often they don't. Often they mm. just uh, uh, remain behind the camera. That was back in 2012, 2013. And that was that would be around the same time as all this Nikki Bella and China stuff has come out. And I think we've had this discussion, but just as a if you haven't seen it, folks, uh, Clippers resurfaced from Joan Rivers's Rivers's Rivers, Joan Rivers's old sort of comedy chat show daytime thing uh, in the early teens called Fashion Police. And they get a picture of China out and Joan Rivers, classic insult comedian, makes some horrible jokes about China, but that's her shtick. And the Bella twins kind of join in. They say, oh, we don't know whether she's a man or a woman. When the, the, the joke doesn't even work because China looks very classically feminine in this picture. You know, it's like in the sort of playboy pinup uh, phase. Anyway, that's that was said. That was only seven, eight years ago. I feel like that kind of daytime TV was a product of the early noughties or even nineties. But it was, I mean, we said this about WWE. It's that that hanging on to like, oh, this was something that really worked in the late nineties, early aughts. It'll probably still work now 
10 to 15 years later though right and it sort of does play to a certain demographic like i still think that that style of show still has an audience out there it's just mm. not the mass audience that it once was i think it i, I bet it probably is actually quite large it's just oh uh, no it's, it's not oh, as no. I mean, okay. So I, I am watching. familiar with. I, I'm not in these, but I see my friends' WhatsApp groups, and they are huge, and it is similar kind of things. Plus, this wasn't WWE. This was. Uh, this no, no, no. Was I wasn't. I, was, I wasn't. I wasn't saying it was WWE. I was saying it's like hmm. WWE would often hanging on, hang on to those things that were popular. <laughs> you know, many odd, many moons previous. Um, I was watching uh, BBC Breakfast the other day. And um, they were talking about Anne Robinson taking over the presenting role on Countdown. So if you are unaware, Anne Robinson uh, is a British TV personality. She used to host a show in the late 90s, early aughts called The Weakest Link. Which I think She is did that American... in the States as well. Yes, I was going to say, I think it wasn't a British show that they got transferred across to the US, wasn't it? I think That's so, right. yeah. I actually forgot, you're right, she did do the US version of it as well. Um, and they she was were a cold, mean woman. Ooh. Exactly. Her shtick was her 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 shtick was if someone said something wrong, she would call you thick or like you're dumb. What a dumb face you are. You smell <laughs> of poo. Um, I can't believe you're not actual feces because you're so smelly and a terrible, ugly person. And that was basically her shtick. You would go on there to get roasted. I've spoken to people before who weren't on The Weakest Link and will sort of very jokingly say, I still have PTSD from being on that show of Anne Robinson insulting me. Um, and like, I think about it quite a lot. So Really? You know, yeah, they'd be like every now and again, just be like, "Oh man!" Like it really, like she was very vicious on that show. Like it was, <laughs> it was, you know. Like, but that was what you went on there for, like, and that's why people yeah. tuned in to watch Anne Robinson effectively roast people because they didn't know the capital of Switzerland or something, and or didn't bank when they probably should have done, or only got like one question right when someone else got two. Um, but you know, the guy who was interviewing her was like, "Is this going to be a different Anne Robinson?" to the one we saw doing the mm. weakest link. Because Countdown plays to a very different audience. Countdown is for nans having a cup of tea who just want to do a word jumble or maybe a little maths quiz. And um, she said, yes, because the what I was doing on the weakest link would not stand up today with PC and wokeness and Twitter backlash. I would never be able to do what I did on the weakest link in today's TV. Yeah, I agree. I th yeah, I think, so, but I don't so, think that's. Uh, I think that is a. I, I from, from you know, what I have observed of life offline, which frankly isn't that often the last year. Uh, yeah, people don't really care about the wokeness. <laughs> I, I I no, I think there is. I don't think I've ever met someone in real life who genuinely like a hundred percent subscribes to the stuff uh, oh god no no absolutely no. not no but my point is that like so i think your uh your argument that the uh that the audience is out there for it i think it is incredibly minimal i think uh, you know people who may watch um i don't know idiots online like i don't know the quartering and 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 sort of jackasses like that would probably sort of enjoy that style of tv show but i don't think a wider audience is there for it. it's not like it was 20 odd years ago
Mm. You're going to put me in a. No, I don't want to have to say the silent majority. That's that's <laughs> what the other side say. You back him into a corner here. <laughs> that's because. That's, can't, that's say you are. These days. Well, can't say anything these days. Oof. Wokeness and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Ugh, caring about people's feelings. What a bunch of gay. Um, obviously, <laughs> that is not me saying that. That is me. You're allowed to say that about... as of tomorrow, I believe. Because <laughs> <laughs> Pride Month's over. <laughs> Uh, right. Anyway, let's get oh, no, into it's the. No, it'll, be, it'll be Thursday. <laughs> we'll, we'll open the AEW review. <laughs> we'll do. We'll get into the Raw podcast now. Um, I mean, we struggled to find a title for the show this week because hey, there's not I much liked to say this about it. Show. Hey, I it was liked a good show. I that sounds too, like you're negging it. I'm not negging it. There's just nothing to say about it. Here's the show. Two weeks. We've had two weeks of okay episodes of Raw. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. We're here to review last week's, last week's, last night's episode of Monday Night Raw, which was pretty good. It was all right, folks. And that right now is a colossal win. Hopefully it can last past next week because that means... We've gone through the three weeks. Well, we don't want no, this no. to be just a three-week push. Next week matches the three weeks. Yes. It's the week after that is when it's going to get past the three Which weeks. is why I said through next week. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Now I understand what you're saying. Sorry. I do apologize. Yes. I, don't, I didn't mean no to cor- try and correct you there. Please give us a subscribe to see if Raw is also good next week. And through that week afterwards, on the on the road to Money in the Bank and then SummerSlam and all these big reported plans that WWE have in store for us. Also, because the AEW Dynamite review returns this Thursday with me and Luke. It's back on Wednesday night, folks. Thank God. Did you watch Saturday's episode? I have only seen the main events. Uh, I watched the mm. Jungle Boy uh, Kenny Omega match, which was absolutely excellent pretty much i think as many people thought it would be it was excellent it was a really great main event great show as well overall really enjoyed it um but yes we've got that coming on thursday nxt all the usual stuff like and subscribe get in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support we'll read out every single one over five dollars while we talk for now about the best thing on this okay episode of raw which was the through line of riddle starting the show getting put in this battle royal because randy orton was you know mysteriously away we don't know whether it's a genuine injury you know the times we live in it's not it's not out of the ordinary for people to just be missing for a couple of weeks or if it's storyline if whatever it was i thought if it was a late a late change they handled it incredibly well so Matt Riddle gets put in this battle royal. He wins it. He gets to go into the triple threat main event where the winner gets added as the last spot in Money in the Bank. And if, of course, Riddle's already in that match. So if he wins, Randy gets put in instead. A great night-long story. 
Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this story. Uh, I enjoyed Matt Riddle throughout this. Randy Orton not being there actually almost like elevated this story somewhat. Like it actually made it better that Randy wasn't there to tell this Matt Riddle thing. Because Matt Riddle, like he goes up to DeVille and Pierce and he's like, hey, look, Randy can't be here tonight. But I've got this letter from Randy that says he wants me to go into the match in his place. And it's a letter that's quite clearly been written by Matt Riddle himself. It looks like it's in crayon and whatnot. And in the end, they like DeVille's like, hey, it's fine with me. Off you go into the battle royal. And then Matt Riddle wins this battle royal of a last eliminating Damien Priest. And he goes to like the timekeeper's area and he just says, play Randy's music. And then he rolls into the ring. Randy Orton's been, I hear voices in my head. And he does the pose and the pyro goes off the Randy Orton like sparkly... Um, golden shower pyro goes off and then later on in the night damien priest approaches him and he's like hey riddle i want to talk to you about randy orton he's like no i am randy orton i'm the viper i'm the legend killer because he's trying to get into like randy orton mode the only thing that was missing from this was matt riddle doing randy orton's entrance for the main events that was the only thing i would have liked that would have been my cherry on top of this and then him coming this close to winning the match with the rko and having a moss like uh, balls that up by dragging AJ out of the ring and him running into the claymore from Drew after coming back from the injury as well was just such a, a really good, good little ending to this. Because Matt did his best to get Randy Orton into Money in the Bank. And when Randy Orton returns next week, he's going to find out that he's not in Money in the Bank. And it's sort of Riddle's fault that he's not in. Mm. So that's going to be a really interesting interaction with them next week. Yeah, because who knows if Riddle hadn't well-intentionally added himself to the match, maybe DeVille and Pierce would have been like, oh, well, we'll, we'll let you compete for something next week. You'll face the winner of tonight's main event or something like that. Um, I So it wasn't until Priest came up to Riddle backstage and was like, oh, anyone would be really lucky to have a friend like you, Riddle. I, th I thought, don't you dare mention Bad Bunny. And he didn't. We'll talk about <laughs> Priest more in a bit. Uh, and they're doing all that. And I thought, that was the first time I thought, oh my God, Riddle's turning heel. Because what, what I love about this story... Well, uh, hear me out, hear me out. I think that's my answer to everything at the moment. Turn Kofi heel, turn Riddle heel. All the baby faces turn heel as a, as a zigzag redirect. So what I love about this story is it's good, it's got very good characters and it's resonating. Oh, th those are like the fundamentals, though. That's that's really what all wrestling stories should do. But what this does better than uh, and what, what really elevates it, I think, uh, alongside like the storytelling of an AEW, is that it zigs when you think it's going to zag. Like last week, I thought, OK, I know how the wrestling works. Riddle and Autumn win their matches. They both get added to Money in the Bank. They combust there. No. Riddle won, Orton lost. If it was going to be any way round, I would have thought Riddle would have lost that, especially in the match against Drew. And here, I was like, okay, night-long storyline. Riddle's going to get Randy Orton in. Yes, I'm all for that. And like you said, he loses. I'm like, oh He's my God, that's, that's even better. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I am very impressed that yeah. WWE are telling such a good story. And like, and this is what I kind of uh, I've very much admired about the last couple of weeks of television. And I said this on last week's show as well. So, but I think it bears repeating here. 
WWE are doing the bare minimum to make a mm. good wrestling show. But because the bar has been set so woefully low all year long, last week's was hilarious because everyone was like, oh my God, best show of the year. Like, what an, like, an amazing it show. Was. Like, dude, it was such an average show of Raw. But like, it was like, oh my God, what a breath of fresh air to have an average show. Those two statements weren't mutually inclu- mutually exclusive. It was both the <laughs> and best week, yeah. and, you know, average show. And then this week again, like I was watching the show and it ended, I was like, huh? It was a show. It was a perfectly fine show, but everyone was like, man, they've done it again. (laughs) They've unlocked the secret. But was it better than SmackDown? Well, so this is our talking point of the episode. And it's something that a lot of people have been saying about SmackDown as of late. Um, Lost Intangibles have been saying this about SmackDown for quite a while now. Uh, Is that, and I've said this on a few shows as well, SmackDown is just as bad as Raw, but it's got the really good Roman Reigns stuff on there. And because what's the other thing? And it's two hours long. Well, yeah, okay, it's an hour shorter. But really, oh, honestly, it still feels like it's three hours because the rest of that undercard sucks. <laughs> and- oh yeah, but just as much as Raw does. <laughs> But like, so SmackDown is a is a boring show, but the Roman stuff is really good, and it usually takes up about forty to fifty, sometimes sixty percent of the show. So you walk away from SmackDown, be like, man, what an amazing show that was. But like, it's got all of the same repetitive crap. Nakamura Corbin having a best of twelve match series over a mm. crap looking crown is terrible television, and. The tag team division stuff isn't great either. And like the women's stuff isn't because there's only three women on the show. So that's not really helping matters either. Maybe it's four. But like Raw for the last couple of weeks has been for the first time this year where I can officially say it's a better show than SmackDown at the moment because there's maybe two to three things that I really like on this show. Three is at a push, but there's certainly two that I like. I I thought there were multiple uh, many things to like on this show. The women's division is goddamn awful. That not mm-hmm. not the wrestlers, the way it's booked. I think it's abysmal. But I think everything else was either good to pretty damn good. And just as like an example to show you, I don't know if you've seen a lot of SmackDown recently. Um, but one of the how do I share my audio at the same time? Are you sharing a screen? Are you? Yeah. So if you do share screen, there'll be, and you could do a Chrome tab, and there'll be a little uh-huh. button that says share audio. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. So, yeah, look at like, look how bad <laughs> it's got. Look how bad this has gotten. Have you seen this? <laughs> I have this not apparently, seen. this was on SmackDown on June 14th. Oh, yeah. Roman, yeah. Roman Reigns kisses Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, what look what happens. So Sasha's Adam, doing a promo. Are you kidding me? So, looks like is some kind of contract signing segment. Is this your doing? And then, but Roman interrupts. But what you just saw. And look, look, listen to the audio quality. I just want to help you. How about this game? I, I think they've. I think they've gone over the top yes, with the AR, the, the you know, like the graphics. Yeah, that, it, it's a bit much, isn't it? I thought the Alexa Bliss one was quite bad. The Asuka one was way worse. So. Yeah. So look, like, so what? So what is happening here? Come out here! It's a, it's a, it's a clip. Look, and Roman comes out. 
to have you, have you heard this new music he's got? <laughs> Yeah, the music. I, I did hear that his new theme was very good. I didn't realise that they yeah. were doing a remix of it. What a character change. I think Roar is better than this. Well, I don't know. I'm quite captivated by look, this. Look, look, look. And now Pizza they're in a Pizza Hut commercial. Yeah. He's United States champion now. Oh, is this like a flashback? I, 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 I think so. It feels like it's a flashback because Sash is also the Romans. So this is just like, oh man, do you remember what happened to them like a few years ago? It's mad, uh, look, isn't look it? Where there's... So, I mean, for the sake look, of our let, audience... Let, let, no, 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 no. Let, let, me, let me show you more. This is, this is a YouTube channel that I have found called 2099 WWE. They have almost just... as many subscribers as we do. Look at some of these thumbnails. Look, it's Ooh, all Roman some... Reigns, Roman Reigns kisses Ronda Rousey? Yeah, can you see it? 1.9 million. million. And look, they've... It's a, it's a genuine shot of Ronda with her hands round Roman's body. And look, <laughs> it's not a genuine shot, clips. though, is it? It's the next clip as well. <laughs> it is. Hey, and there's one of Nikki Bella. Dude. Dude, you and I have both been told uh, very Slana. recently the what the YouTube algorithm likes is consistency. They like the same content being uploaded on your channel all the time. And this person here has found what <laughs> works for them. And that is Roman Reigns kisses another woman. And they get and they do they get two million views. We very rarely break a hundred thousand at these at this point. Look at that far right thumbnail there. That's the one for the video we've just watched. Look how great that shot is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so like, dude, they're doing something right. We're we're the people who are doing it wrong here because we're idiots just discussing what happens on the show. What we really should be doing is orchestrating yeah. thumbnails where we're just kissing each other. Like, that's the thumbnails oh, that we should that be doing, draw. right? You sure? I think that would draw. I, I'm pretty sure that's what the audience would actually want us to do. Not Photoshop, like, because, like, those Photoshops there were, like, Roman Reigns almost doing a Jungle Boy on uh, on Anna Jay, you know, looking oh, to I guy. believe Matt Hancock got there first. I, he, that was I, I mean, the he, Hancock grab. He really was doing a Hancock grab. I'm glad I wasn't mm. the only person who thought that. Um, but, like, you know, I think that the I draw thought, here is it you was a bit your handsy. You putting your hands around my waist, grabbing my ass with a big old suit on my face. That. <laughs> Lockdown's <laughs> lifting. We'll just we'll just have a smooch for the content. A smooch for the content. Smooching smooch it for the, the content. content. <laughs> smoochy, smoochy. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Should we do some ultra chats or have we got anything else to say already? <laughs> I mean, do you think Raw is better than SmackDown before we move into Ultra Chats? I don't know. It's we're based on two <laughs> weeks. We just thought it'd be a good thumbnail. <laughs> oh, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I sure right good now insights. this yep. week raw is better than smackdown yeah i think okay. overall they both got their flaws and positives
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Madeira says, While I think that this week's Raw and SmackDown were on par with one another, I think SmackDown in general is way better than Raw. The main event scene and Intercontinental title picture are booked better on SmackDown, even though recently it's felt more repetitive. I think that's that's the problem with SmackDown, is it's just very repetitive. Ooh. Yeah, like Big E and <coughs> Apollo Crews had their, I think, 300th <laughs> match this year on Raw on SmackDown this past Friday. Mm. Not to say that Raw hasn't been repetitive, but it's like it's it's stopped being repetitive as of three weeks ago, I'd say. Last week. Last week. Uh, Dartrain24 spent this morning on YouTube watching old clips of when Edge lost one elimination chamber to win another and dropped the title to Punk, who cashed in Money in the Bank. The booking has been so bad lately that they ruined Money in the Bank. Luke? This company. And yeah, like Money in the Bank hasn't mattered a job for a fair number of years mm. now. Well, maybe maybe this is the year they've got a plan to actually cash it in, as well as who to put it on. Uh, I, I can almost guarantee that you said the same thing last year. Me- meow lass, just wait for the 2099 WWE uh, channel, which is the Clips channel we just watched. Put up a video of Ollie Kisses Luke and Mark Flay. What the frick did I just watch? SmackDown has really gone downhill. I agree. I am I am shocked by that clip. Or has it gone uphill? Because, I mean, that video of Roman kissing Ronda Rousey had 2 million views, which is 
on, on par with what SmackDown does pull in as a weekly mm. rating. So really, who's to say who's doing it wrong or who's doing it better? Certainly not us. Only the content views is what matters. So Raw opened with this, the riddle bit, he got added to the Battle Royal, and he, which he won to decide who goes into the triple threat main event. And I thought this was a pretty fun opener. We had a lot of stories going on in there where we got Mansoor getting thrown out by Ali, which is a nice progression of Ali telling Mansoor, don't trust anyone, particularly me. Uh, some 24-7 title changes. Meh. Jinder Mahal was in there. And he he eliminated a few people, but was dumped out in the final four, I think. And Damian Priest. He's yeah. back. So, yeah, so Damian Priest has been gone since um backlash, WrestleMania backlash in the zombie match. We haven't like we haven't seen him on TV since because he's no longer feuding with the Miz, therefore there's nothing else for him to do. And there were various reports. Some people said that he was injured. It came out last week from Fightful Select that he uh, had some personal issues. That's why he was taking some time off. I don't know why you would just bring him back into this random battle royal mm. here, particularly when <clears throat> last week you set up the idea that Jinder Mahal was going to get his way into the Money in the Bank match. So yeah. for my money, surely a, a much more interesting story to tell in this battle royal is that jinder makes it all the way to the end and matt riddle is the one that beats him uh beats him off the the apron to, to win as opposed to jinder just gets eliminated and it comes down to priest versus riddle which don't get me wrong was very very good but if you've set up the jinder thing last week then maybe you want to pay it off with a little bit more this week i think that's a great idea uh, I really, really do, because you, you play off of that fan, oh my God, what are they going to do? They're building Jinder to face Drew in the main event. That you know, That's a reported feud, they want to do it. And it plays into those fears, just like all those times you'd have Roman Reigns put in the last two of a Royal Rumble. It's and Roman like, Nakamura. We want the other guy, though, and you play with that, and it, it really, really does work. Uh, uh, so yeah, I agree. Plus, like... If you're going to bring Priest back, why do you do it in a match he has to lose? I get that him throw, being thrown out of a in the final two is like not as bad as tapping out or saying I quit or pinned, but just why? Why wouldn't you just bring him back in a storyline or a squash match on someone, or or you know, or John Morrison? Have because a John they match. don't don't have a John Morrison match, you sadist. They, the reason why is because they've got nothing for him, and they've had nothing for him since mm. Bad Bunny hightailed it out of there. Um, so just to go over everyone that was in this match, it was because I did write it down: Jeff Hardy, Drew Gulak, Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin, the Viking Raiders, R Truth, Damian Priest, Mansoor, Cedric Alexander, Jinder Mahal, Angel Garza, Angel Garza, Akira Tozawa, and Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle was the only one to get an entrance in all of that. It also looks like Angel Garza's third or fourth three-week push since he came mm -hmm. to the main roster last year is one hundred percent done and over with. He did a little hop round the ring. Both both feet did not touch. Only one. Um, it was it was a spot filled battle royal. Certainly passed the time quickly. And of course, Damian Priest lost. But then he popped up later in the 
uh, friends thing. I feel mm. like that's what Keith Lee would be doing if he was on TV right now. I was going to say, Keith Lee did this exact same promo with Drew mm -hmm. last year about Sheamus. Uh, after that, which I, I thought that was a very fun opener. I know we we dunked on it a bit, and and it's not the optimum use of Priest, but overall very good stuff. And then we go straight into freaking women's bollocks division. So Shayna Baszler is now shuffling okay. cards backstage. Stop. Okay, yeah, before you do that. I, no, no, you need to do that. I was going to talk about the AJ. Do you want to go ahead and quickly talk about the AJ promo? Oh, I guess, yeah. So um, Amos came out and pulled out both of the Viking Raiders helped by gender at the same time. And yeah, I, I've got no notes on the AJ promo. Oh, I do. Because um, AJ literally was talking about how he thought this was going to be a singles match between him and Drew. And now Matt Riddle's been added in to make it a three-way, which means his odds have drastic gone down. Did he say that? I am almost certain he said, he used the sign line of drastic go down. Thank you, AJ. We mock <laughs> you a lot. I'm glad that's one internet meme of yourself you've taken on board. Um, yeah, so Shayna shuffles cards now. I am worried about this. It was only mm -hmm. a several second glimpse, cuts backstage. She's shuffling some cards. Pretty good shuffling, you know, doing the old into with the two piles and everything. And then Nia Jax and Reginald come over and start talking to her. Uh, you know, like she's the ace of spades, right? The queen uh, well, of spades. The queen, queen of spades. Queen of Spades, I feel like Vince has looked at that while thinking, hmm, how do we add more depth to Shayna's character? She's Eden people. But this card gimmick, I, I, I reckon in three weeks' time, she's going to shuffle the deck of cards, look at a card, and that will be what she does to her opponent. I always go back to uh, on Pritchard's podcast. He on the CM Punk episodes. This is like early doors of the Pritchard show. He talked about how the main—I say the main roster—it was still the main roster at that point because like ECW was essentially what NXT is now. And mm. Vincent and Pritchard and everyone else just did not get CM Punk. So Pritchard just sort of sat down with Punk and was just like, "Your tattoos. Clearly, your tattoos are who you are." Tell me what the tattoos are. Like, like trying to understand like what the character of CM Punk is. And I just imagine Pritchard sat down with Shayna Baszler and said, the Queen of Spades. What does that mean? <laughs> what, do, what do you mean by the Queen of Spades? Let's really dive into that. And what he determined from that was get her a pack of cards. That's now her gimmick. Yeah. So Shayna probably went, oh, you know, it means this, 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 blah, 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 blah. Really deep characterization stuff. And he walks away. Oh, literal playing cards. Yeah, or yeah. I think more likely she just went, it's a cool nickname. Mm. And he was like, cool, pack of cards. Um, so, yes, her she took on Nikki Cross because Nikki Cross beat her last week. And Nikki had a promo beforehand doing the same inspirational superhero stuff. And she revealed that her name is now Nikki Ash. And the Did Ash she? stands for almost a superhero. I mean, that's what I took it to mean. She came out and then her name bar said Nikki Cross. But yeah, that, and they the, kept calling the way the Nikki Cross. The way the promo was delivered, I, I definitely thought it meant my name is now Nikki Ash. Well, I thought that as well until her name bar still said Nikki Cross and the commentators mm. kept calling her Nikki Cross and she was introduced as almost a superhero Nikki Cross. 
that's that's a much nicer. I'd like almost a superhero Nikki Cross. And to be honest, this match was pretty good if you take away the outside interference of Bliss coming down and doing powers with Nia Jax and Reginald. Kicked them both. The stuff between Shayna and Nikki didn't go that long, but yeah, Nikki pinned her. And it's, it's just nice to see Nikki actually wrestling as opposed to running away from people. And it yeah, was clean. And we, yeah, and this is what we said last week. This gimmick is going to get her TV time, and it's gotten mm. her TV time thus far. I mean, it sucks that it's coming at the expense of Shayna Baszler, but Shayna Baszler's done nothing but get pinned in 2021, so this is just another week at the office for her. After that, we had Kofi Kingston coming out, kind of a really good promo. Uh, that, that some people are... are saying this is an amazing segment i thought it was a pretty good segment i i but i i thought the same about people are going wild about the conan uh tully blanchard segment on dynamite on saturday and i'm like yeah it's pretty good <laughs> i didn't think it was mind-blowing um but people are similarly very impressed here i just thought it was incredibly solid kofi demanded respect for woods uh, and he vowed re- revenge on bobby and then mvp comes out with not prostitutes. MVP keeps making that clear on Twitter. <laughs> no, they're like sisters. How he, I love how he has to say this. <laughs> because there is nothing more... Like, you know, we joked, there he is with all these, you know, like, he's women. What are they doing there? Are they sisters? And the more MVP says, <laughs> guys, they're not prostitutes. <laughs> Like I'm sure some people on Twitter are saying it. We're saying oh, they're sisters. That's because Guys, I guarantee they're not you, prostitutes. Every single week, someone is tweeting him being like, why are you bringing prostitutes out on the stage? Um, <laughs> Tom Skirt recently put up on Twitter, because um, you know, like he released a game last year called Muffin Time. Mm. And one of the things in Muffin Time is you've got a blank card that's called Draw Your Own Card, right? So you can draw your own little rule on there to add to it. Every day, and he, he posted up on Twitter recently, he said, when I do the next edition of this game, I'm going to call it Draw Yourself Your Own Card, because everyone keeps misinterpreting as that draw a card from the deck, and oh. just, you know, as opposed to draw your own card. And he said, I get this tweet every single day of someone not understanding these rules. So I guarantee you, every single week, MVP is getting a thousand or so people being like, why are you bringing prostitutes out onto the stage? It's like, guys, they're not prostitutes. I'm not going to reply to all of you. I'm just telling every single person. To someone who's not aware that he's being sent those messages, it's very funny to just see MVP (laughs) on a weekly basis. They're not prostitutes, guys. Especially if you're not watching the product, but you're still following (laughs) MVP on Twitter. What is he? I mean, what's happened? What happened to him? We prostitutes, but the lady doth protest. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed his feud with Matt Hardy in 2005, <laughs> but I don't know what he's talking about these days. So MVP says Bobby was off, desert, uh, enjoying a, a much deserved vacation. So another absence there. Don't know why. Don't know if it's storyline or whatever. Um, but then Kofi kind of sort of challenged MVP. MVP's like, ah, oh, I. I'm not cleared, doing a heelish thing. And Kofi just got out there and kicked him in the head. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, It was really cool. I, I really enjoyed Kofi's promo because it's very, and like kind of comparing it to the, the Conan Tully thing that you were mentioning from Dynamite, I think what people really appreciate about that segment and the, the clip that I have seen, I've actually seen Conan's um, section of it, which I very much enjoyed. It's because it feels real. Felt like Conan wasn't given a script. He just went out there and he just talked. 
and it was pure Conan. Mm. And like this, what this felt like, this didn't feel like someone had given Kofi a load of scripted stuff. This just felt like Kofi from the heart, just having a chat, same with MVP. And I think that's why people are, are very much warmed to this uh, and have reacted to it in such a positive way because Kofi is incredibly good in this role and MVP is superb in the role that he's playing as well. And they both really want this to work and they're giving it there all to make sure that it does. Those comedy and TV writers are certainly doing their jobs right, getting these sorts of promo material in here for them. Mm. Good work. Good work, Good writing work. team. Yeah. Unfortunately, just like this Raw, I'd be like, this is ex not excellent, but this is excellent by recent Raw standards, loving this, and then it will be a women's segment. I'm like, oh, God, they're all awful in their own unique way. And... I have just opened up iTunes for no reason. And the next segment was Asuka Iomi taking on Dewdrop and Eve Marie. I will pass this over to you because you hate this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> first off, it's Apple Podcasts, please. Uh, and secondly, you could tell that you opened up something new on your laptop because your internet started to crap out for a second. <laughs> just double-checking it's not me that's crapping out. No, is it? Is Davis just gone? Is it me? Yep, Ollie's gone. Right, sorry about that. I, oh man, you did cancel. Okay, so what happened in this segment is, well, actually, I'll recap the whole thing. So two weeks ago, Eve Marie came back to WWE and she brought in uh, Viper or Piper Niven from NXT UK. And um, the commentators didn't know who this was this was just a mystery partner for eve marie and eve marie uh was just like so then viper gets the win and then eve marie oh hello you're back sorry did i say apple podcasts i meant to say ethernet cable <laughs> i'd accidentally unplugged my ethernet cable <laughs> <laughs> okay so this was, that, was, that was two weeks ago that Eve Marie brought out uh, this, this mystery woman. The commentators didn't know who she was. And then Eve Marie said on the commentary after the mystery woman won, the winner of this match is Eva Marie. And so, and I was on this show and I defended this to the hilt. And I was like, this is a great story. Mm -hmm. I know that some people really uh, that Piper Niven got a new character. Piper Niven's not the name I know her by anyway. I know her as Viper, so her getting another new name really doesn't irk me in any way whatsoever. Plus, it's a brand new character. Um, so they were trying something different. They were trying something new. And I appreciate that. I appreciate them trying to do something new. The last week, however, they clearly did a bit of course correction because everyone on Twitter was like, why don't you know who Piper Niven is? Like these millions of people out of nowhere who don't watch NXT UK were just like, oh, we all know that's Piper Niven. Thank you very much. So now the character is she is Piper Niven, but Eve Marie has renamed her to Dewdrop. But to keep some form of continuity, the commentators don't know that she's Piper Niven. But we, the audience, do know that she's Piper Niven, which is really bizarre because, man, it makes your commentary team look super stupid. And then last week, seven days after you introduced this team, they started Dissension, where Piper Niven, sorry, Dewdrop, jumped off the apron and even Marie got pinned. So this week, they're walking backstage together. And I'm like, why are you still together? And Eva Marie says to Kevin or not Renee, whoever it was, oh, 
Dewdrop made a mistake last week. She made a rookie mistake last week, but she's going to learn the error of her way. And Dewdrop is standing there being like, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. What you're talking about? I'm like, what are you still doing there then? If you don't want to be tagging with her because you know that she is manipulating you, don't bother hanging out with her. What is this accomplishing for you as a person to be hanging out with someone that you know is not acting in your best interest? The character totally works when they have bought into Eve Marie's inspirational nonsense, but she clearly hasn't bought into that. So why is she hanging out with her? Like, it makes no sense anymore. This was a really good, a potential, I'm not going to say it was really, it was potentially really quite good or potentially okay. And now it just makes no sense. So what's the smegging point? This accomplishes absolutely nothing for anyone involved. And then Dewdrop squashed Asuka and Naomi in about two minutes, which really buries and makes your money in the bank qualifying contenders look absolutely pants. So what was the effing point in any of this? This sucked. I think you're getting worked by <laughs> Eva Marie, right? Where's this message that she... Oh, here it is. Here's what she tweeted after the show. As a future WWE Hall of Famer, I have a responsibility to pass on my experience and knowledge of the business to my very green protege. She is going to have to pay her dues in the business just like I did. And that works. That absolutely works if Viper doesn't know that's what's happening. If Viper, the experienced veteran, doesn't realize that she's been manipulated and and bought into the nonsense, right? <laughs> but she doesn't. She clearly hasn't bought into it. She knows that Eve Marie is manipulating her. She knows that she's been given a stupid name. So it now no longer works. Yeah, it's no good. And, you know, in, in all of this, Asuka and Naomi were beaten in a handicap match because Eve Marie never tagged in. Uh, in two minutes... Nine seconds I made it. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, so very, yeah. very frustrating. Yeah, it's just frustrating. It could have been really good, but now now it now it just doesn't make any sense and now it's a bit dumb. It could have been really good. Could it have could been. have been okay. Uh, <laughs> after that, we had a really surprisingly entertaining match between Ricochet and John Morrison. Not that they're surprising. You know, well, I just, I'm so bored of their characters. <laughs> I felt like they work so hard. It got me over the, the hump of, if they could do the most athletic stuff in the world, I thought, and I wouldn't be interested. But they did all the athletic stuff so much. It got me into it, including a jumping hurricane runner off of Mrs. Wheelchair from Ricochet. And then this finish. And this was one of the parts of this show I really like is that most of the finishes were clean. This was like, this was the only slightly screwy finish, but it worked. You know, DQ mm. finishes or double count out finishes aren't always bad. It's just bad when you do them every single match. And you had Morrison sitting on the barricade. Ricochet gets up to the top rope, does a crossbody, launches himself at Morrison, takes him out. You can't see the crash mat on the other side, AEW. That's the key to this bit here. It looks sick. And neither man can get in the ring, double count out. Really, really great job of selling me on wanting to see them in the Money in the Bank match at the pay-per-view. This match did everything it was supposed to do. So a huge tick. Massive, massive thumbs up for this. Really, really enjoyed this match. And like, and it, it was such a good match. 
that it made me forget the irritating segment that came before it <clears throat> when uh, Ricochet was spraying mm. uh, Miz and Morrison with, oh, oh, yeah. man, I, hate, I hate the dripstick so much. I am 35 years old. I hate the dripstick so, so much. And I was like, I hate you, Ricochet. I cannot believe this company has made me hate you. Physically, when you come on screen, I don't want you to be there. This company has made me not like you as a character. And they go down and he did a flip. And I was like, oh, man, he's the best. This is why mm. Ricochet is the absolute best. Look at the flip. Do another flip. And then he did another flip. And then he did a really big flip at the end. It was so cool. A massive thumbs up from me. Sadly, I don't think any amount of flips can save the women's championships picture right now because up after that we got charlotte flair tagging with natalia and tamina against rhea ripley dana brooke and mandy rose so all of those storylines that we do not care about and but both storylines interestingly that we don't know who the baby face or heel is in the scenario and surprise surprise no matter how hard everyone worked in the ring and they did i had no investment in it it was a total, just like, I phased out for the entire match. I was so bored. I think, based on this segment and what we saw last week, we can now <coughs> say for sure Charlotte Flair is the heel in the feud with Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley is the baby face. And... But, at the, but, but at the end of the match, Ripley just, so Charlotte wins. Ah, Ripley I'm, runs yes. in, punches so... Charlotte, and runs off. Because that is what Flair would have done. Like their story, I gather, is that Ripley is doing to Flair what Flair would have done to her, only she's getting there first. So she got herself DQ'd at um, the pay-per-view because Flair would have done that to retain her title. Mm. So she's like, so like Charlotte's like, oh, I'm teaching you lessons. And Rhea's like, I'm already learning and, and all this sort of stuff. Crikey. And so I think that is what the story is. So what happened here is she attacked her after the match, Ripley, that is, attacked Flair after the match, because that's what Flair would have done to her. She just got there first. That, I think, makes Ripley the babyface. And based on the promo we had last week with Natty and Tamina against Rose and Brooke, Rose and Brooke are the baby faces in their feud. So this was the three baby faces against the three heels. Elias and Ryker had a strap match. And one of the, well, you do that. But one of the things about a strap match that I never realized before, Luke, is that when you, when what, you know, like, because your, your wrist is tied to the other guy via a strap, thus the strap match. When your wrist is put up on a ring post, the other wrist has to go with it. Mm -hmm. Did you notice this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you can't, be, you can't fight off the guy who's chopping you. You've got to do this. So you know how you said you really struggle to pay attention during the second <laughs> attack? I think this that went I probably, two minutes. I phased out of this match so, so hard. It went two like, minutes. And I, I know, and I cannot tell you, I've written in my notes, Riker versus Elias strap match, Riker wins. Those are my only notes I've got for this. I totally mm -hmm. phased out. Elias has got new music as well, I think, <sighs> which means they've only they've taken the one unique thing about him away from him and have now made him just generic man. It's like carrying cross on main events. Hello, my gimmick is I am wrestler. This, yeah, I mean, a strap match that goes two minutes. Awesome. Brilliant.
uh, after that, we got the Priest and Riddle bit, uh, which we'd spoken about already. Drew did a promo uh, talking about Scottish history again. Next week, he's going to be doing Burns Night or something, I think. Just going through the, the podcast series. And the main event was excellent. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle. I thought this was absolutely terrific. Uh, spots, the, the, loads of really like great moments, but the, the one for me was Drew's put through a table outside. It comes down to Riddle and AJ in the middle, and Riddle goes for an RKO. AJ Styles catches him in a burning hammer, goes for Sorry. the pin. Riddle pulls him out and just rams him into every barricade surface available. That just this this was a this was a fantastic match. This is exactly what you want to see from a triple threat match. Really, yeah. really like wall to wall banging action. It was a triple threat for a lot of times. Then it would splinter off into a two a one on one match. Then it would come back to being a triple threat. Then one of them would get taken off to be the, the singles match again. Just really, really good action. None. I absolutely <clears throat> adored this as a main event, and the story of Riddle getting injured and like taking himself out of the match, like you said at the top of this show, really set me up to think. Riddle's going to come back. He's then going to get the win. And that will be the big, like, you know, the big ending shot of the, of the show. No, it's not. Riddle comes down. He makes the big comeback on AJ. He sets up to hit the RKO. He hits the RKO, gets the pin on AJ, and a moss drags AJ out the ring. And as Riddle stands up to be like, bro, he turns into a claymore from Drew for, so Drew can get the win. I know a lot of people are down on Drew winning mm. this match here. I. Of the three, and I think I had this with Denise on Friday, of the three, he's probably the one I'd want the least to be in there because I think he needs to be away from the title picture for a little bit because I don't think this is doing him any favors in terms of the he is being overpushed crowd. With that said, I love Drew so much, despite his new terrible gimmick of rubbish Scottish history teacher. That um, not that Scottish history is rubbish. I'm just saying that he's it's there's a, it's a gimmick that is not working for him. I love Drew and I want to see him in the match. So I'm kind of, and I, and I like the idea of Drew winning the match and, and using that as a way to face Bobby. Problem is I've seen that match 20,000 times. I don't really want to see it again. Well, it can't happen again because he cannot challenge for the title while Bobby is champion. Whether they stick to that or not remains to be seen. I, I totally agree. I think there is, this might not be the wisest thing to quell the, oh, Drew's overpushed crowd. For me, I thought it was... I, I'm really excited about the directions they can go in here because either he wins it... First of all, just Drew brings it every Monday night. I thought he was excellent in this match. He's consistently excellent, and every time the, the bell rings... So it's like any sort of frustration I have with Drew, the amount he's pushed, immediately goes away as soon as he starts wrestling. And I'm, mm -hmm. I, now he can't cannot be near the title... I'm very much on board again. So he's he's in the Money in the Bank match. Either he wins the Money in the Bank briefcase and he cannot cash it in on Bobby Lashley because of the stipulation. That's interesting in and of itself. So I, I, I personally find that very exciting. Or he does not win the briefcase, which I think is even better. And he's just like, it's like when Shawn Michaels was so desperate to face The Undertaker heading into the second WrestleMania clash. I'm like, maybe that could happen to Drew in the title. Or, here's a pitch for you, Jinder takes him out next week and Jinder gets himself inserted into the <sighs> match instead. And that can set up 
the Jinder Drew McIntyre match for SummerSlam. Oh, you you found a way to make it bad. <laughs> Look, I know they both want to work together, and I'm sure there's a portion of 3MB people who are fapping off right now to the thought of that. I have I, I don't care. I do not care about seeing that feud. I don't care about seeing that match. I don't think it will be anywhere near as good as a match Drew could have with someone else. Overall, though, I gave this a four out of five. Realistically, I mean, it's I mean, a three out of five. I was going to say, this is a three out of five show, man. Come on. And uh, the, the the chat, uh, we put this in the community poll. 57% mm. thought this was an Avroid show. Look at that as a poll. <laughs> 57%. It's like a big penis or a middle finger. Um, it's 57% there for Avroid. 16% thought it was a four out of five show. 12% thought it was two out of five. 11% thought it was a one out of five rawful show. I don't think anyone could say that was a rawful episode of Raw. Uh, I think that would be quite unfair to do so. But it was a bang average show. Doing the bare minimum and scraping by WWE. Then, now, forever. Hey. But do you know when was really good? How about 23 years ago yesterday? King of the Ring 1998, Mick Foley versus The Undertaker, Kane versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock versus Ken Shamrock in the King of the Ring finals. That sounds like a great show. Spoiler. If only I could relive it. Oh, sorry, yeah. If only I could relive <laughs> it with my best buddies, Luke and Ollie. Well, you can. If you go over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page, we did a special WrestleTalk Extra podcast reviewing that show just last week. And if you give $25 a month or more, you'll get your name read out on this very podcast. So thank you, The Jinx. Thanks, The Sun. Michael Mislayin Marquise. Colin McLeaner, The Finn Balor. The Snapdragon King, Ryu Odonte. The real Shorty G, Aaron. Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. WrestleTalk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. The man with the scoops, Sean. Not the Sean. I don't think it's that Sean. Sean would never pay us money to, to, to get hear our podcasts. Tower of London, Nigel Morris. Black and Decker Dane. What's love got to do, got to do with it, Matthew Turner? And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 29th of June 2021, name of your 2000s pay per view, Chaos Rising. That is an excellent wrestling nickname. Please do over one, do go over one to the Patreon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things I wanted to promote from the Patreon uh, podcast that we did was your new love of Dan the Beast 7. And we dive into Dan's short tenure within the <coughs> WWF and Ollie's absolute adoration and love of what he brought to those like eight glorious months that he was there. Yeah. A massive moustache, predominantly. What a tash.
Uh, get your Ultra Chats into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over $5 by the end of this episode. Charles Berg says, well, wasn't an insult, so Ollie gets another cat. You Have you got indeed. it? I've got it right here. There's the cat. <laughs> that is a ninja cat. It's like got a, it's like, it's like a member of Retribution, like its face is a mask and the rest of it is just its normal fur. Uh, but just so you know, cats and dogs are equal to me. I hope Raw doesn't get good too often. I only have four cats, but I watch over 30 different dogs. Kofi promo was fire. Ernest, dumbass Matt Riddle is best boy. That's Charles Berg there. Thank you very much. No actual Kevin? review of the cat, though. Oh, no, the, the color no review, review of the cat. On. It's later on. It's right at the end. Oh, well, I'll just read that now then. Here it is. Claw review number two. Get that cat back up. Puddy is a stay calico cat with that FU mentality. She's a sweet cat who loves her doggy brother Blue, licks her ear when they are alone, but she can strike fear in the hearts of all dogs. Nicknames, Puds, Queen P, and Combat Cat. Jam that jam. Combat Com cat. Comcat. Comcat. Uh, Kevin, love the Kofi MVP promo. If I remember correctly, MVP said it was Kofi Mania that brought him back to WWE. I'd love Kofi to use it as a way to say that without Kofi, MVP wouldn't come back and Bobby wouldn't be WWE champion. There's a lot <clears throat> in this, a lot that they can mine, which I really, really like. Mm. Uh, Jediah Steele here has said, that's no Oliver the Cat. Uh, yeah, if if you're wondering, yeah, Sean has named his Russian blue cat after me. <laughs> go 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 and go and say thank you for for me to Sean about that. Yeah, every single person here, go <laughs> and tag Sean Rossap on Twitter, and every single person say this this exact message. Mm. Thank you for naming your cat after Oliver Davis at WrestleTalk. What what a nice guy! I didn't know we were that close. It, it was, yeah. I was a bit like, it was a bit awkward. Like, yeah, I, so you know, I know you too. a bit, but you know he's he's a keen boy, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Amro, I think WWE's idea with Eva Marie's storyline is that Piper can be on Raw as long as she stays with her. Otherwise, it's back to NXT UK. Also, Ollie, did you not do a sponsorship with the supplier of your ass cheek implants? Would be a missed opportunity. Uh, no, maybe I, I mean should. So Brazilian Amro, butt lifts. <laughs> that um that storyline works if the commentary explained that or a promo explained that. Mm. That, that that unfortunately is us putting in our own um that that's that's our own sort of like trying to make sense of the story because it does currently make no sense. But it's not the story they're currently telling, because the story they're currently telling is not a story. Dylan Jason Voorhees said, thank you guys for everything you do. You help during dark days, and I love you for that. Also, do you think there's a possibility of Edge winning at Money in the Bank? I can see Edge versus Cena at SummerSlam. Maybe it's just me, but I'd love to see them go one more time at Smiley Face. Much bigger money's in Roman Cena, not Edge Cena at this mm. point, I would have thought. I think Edge Cena is a great match to also do, though, but maybe not for the title. Yeah. Keep the title on Roman and, and make it more about a uh, yeah, grudge thing between Edge and Cena. Also, John McNeil here, Mortal Comcat. Very good. Mortal Comcat! 
god sarah sullivan that roman and sasha video felt like a bollywood romance film i don't know what's funnier the fact the video or the fact that ollie was probably eating ice cream <laughs> binge watching these videos at 4 a.m thinking to himself god roman is so hot have a good one yeah well yeah that's that's how i stumbled across them <laughs> you have wrecked our YouTube algorithm now. Like if I if I go onto the homepage <laughs> of YouTube through the main WrestleTalk account, it's going to be nothing but those videos because they're quite short. I watched a lot of them. It's going to so, be yeah. yeah, it's going to be a lot of oh that. Okay, and so, and, sun, and, sun, and Sunday League football because that's what Andy Datsun is watching on his when he's not at work. That's pretty much all of the YouTube algorithm front page is going to be. There was another one I. <laughs> wanted to read, read the last one and i'll find this one the last out. one is from um vomitilo vomitio calante um smush for the content hand on ass belly to belly hug and all i have to super chat for the idea imagine what i would pay for the content only fans <laughs> oh where i i have no idea because i was just clicking on stuff i don't know where this is let me share my screen and we can find this together <laughs> I mean, Ollie, in four minutes' time, the coverage of the England game is going to start. So, well, that's it. We've got four clean. minutes, and we can appreciate some of these excellently made thumbnails. Do you remember when Sting faced off against Braun Strowman <laughs> over here? They're right. Yeah. They're right oh, yeah, up against yeah. each other, and, uh, and the great Carly. Yeah. yeah, it's like <sighs> actually, this is a bit like scrolling through WrestleMania at times, looking at mm. these thumbnails. Ronda Rousey, love Roman Reigns. <laughs> where is it ah oh, i can't even remember what the f what is that roman reigns whatsapp status <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> what is it what was it was it eight it's seconds, nine seconds long, long. <laughs> <laughs> it's He's famously the big dog. You so know what? Cats. You know what those are? <laughs> They're big cats. <laughs> oh, where oh, is it? What's there's another one? Look, there's just the there's just these lions. What does it mean? <laughs> this channel what so much does it mean <gasps> here it is here it is here it is here it is this is the one i watched earlier i don't understand what's going on <laughs> so for, for okay i'm gonna try and do a running commentary and i bring it back up on it because we've got all your listeners i'm oh, gonna I'm try and do a running cancel. commentary on that so that i can try and find out what that all meant do you want me to mute it yeah, if you mute it, and I'll, I'll provide a running commentary for it. So, <coughs> what we've got here is Roman Reigns uh, in his Shield days. Well, I'll go, I'll go back to the start. Uh, swooshing his hair back next to a photo of a child, a baby, and then Roman turns around and he points to the child, and it says, "Agree with me." And then it ends it with Roman doing the "Who are" phase. Is that Roman as a child? Oh, I don't know. Why? What's the Lion King That's doing cute. at the bottom? Or maybe he's that might the... have. That might have just been me. What? What do you mean? That might have just been you. The, all those views. I've watched <laughs> it a lot of times. It's, it's a short. 
<laughs> I see. Are there any comments for it? Um, not for this one. Oh, I remember there shame. being loads. What's this? Roman Reigns and Ronda Rousey love why story you, status. Why are you screwing up our algorithm so much? This is another one. So this is uh, Ronda Rousey is now coming out on the stage. Roman's already there. Very juttery video. That's got two two 265,000 views. What the hell is, is it just on? like Is it just like, sh are these shipping videos? I think they are. I, I learned about but shipping But they're not videos. very good. Because my wife introduced me to shipping videos a few years ago. <laughs> just got to Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean to replay it. <laughs> Stop that now. My yeah, my wife introduced me to shipping videos a few years ago because she fell into a bit of a rabbit hole of, of watching them uh, through a, a, a one point in her life. She really got into them. I didn't know they were a thing, and she was showing me some of the like from the Flowerverse like TV series and stuff. So like mm -hmm. ones for Arrow and the Flash. And I was like, man got to give credit to some of these people who are making these look like real life things they're making these look like <coughs> actual scenes from movies it's, it's yeah, quite yeah. impressive really just like that oh yeah i, I totally yeah, believe yeah. that roman reigns was pointing to the picture of a child tpa unfortunately has just pointed out you may be copyrighted ollie these are all bollywood songs from famous companies so if it's been I nice get... knowing you all <laughs> If I get a copyright strike on my channel because you want to play this video and then you've balked our algorithm, I'm going to be so mad. Who wants to hear some Metallica? <laughs> Just got him up now. <laughs> okay. That's enough fun for today. Go and give 2099 WWE a subscribe. And us while you're at it. Just, oh, just great, great work from SmackDown. The best place to see all the SmackDown clips. <laughs> Uh, Raw's better. Take that loss. Lost intangibles. The two-day yeah. power trip uh, is over. <laughs> and of course, give us a subscribe here on the Rest Talk Podcast channel. We're back on Thursday for the first time in over a month with the AEW Dynamite review. Cannot, cannot wait. Yeah, and the uh, intangibles. <laughs> I think we're, we're oh, already no, on, are are we? limited ads already. Oh, <sighs> Davis, what have you done? I will say we're always on limited ads after a live stream, so this may not be a problem. Um, so it might be. Okay. This was all for nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
I'd like to watch the X-Files. Start watching the X-Files. Last night, however, she was not in the mood to watch the X-Files, nor was she in the mood to watch Friends. So I was like, huh, what do we want to watch then? And she just went, Taskmaster? Wrestle Talk like, News? Ah, oh, damn it. I thought yeah, she was going to say Wrestle Talk. So we went back to the very start of Taskmaster to watch that again. By the way, first series of that, very, very weird show to watch because it does not feel like Taskmaster. It's a very funny show, but it doesn't feel like Taskmaster. Like it's a show that grew into itself. Like a lot. What's of missing? It's the, it's the Greg is not the Greg that you know now on Taskmaster. Like mm. it's, it's, he's much more like interactive with the audience and things like that. And there's like, it feels like, their co-hosts of the show like him and alex oh. as opposed to now where it's like alex does all the task-based stuff and greg is just there to provide you know the points and that's like watching the first couple of episodes he's like okay here's our next task and this is what you're doing so like it's just and like the editing's a bit weird on it anyway that's not the point of the story point of the story is i turned to my wife after episode two and i said i've never met ramesh ranganathan but if i did i would really be afraid that i would get it wrong and mm. I would be worried that he would go away from meeting me being like, what a prick. And yeah. what I just because you want... said his last name wrong. Ramesh Ranganathan. Well, what, what, what would you get wrong? Oh, right. No, I, I don't know. That's the, that's the thing. Ollie, I just don't know. Oh, what you would, I would get, get wrong. the interaction I, wrong. I would, I would just get, so, I would, wrong. I would just get something wrong. Like I would just mm. say something, I don't, whatever it is, I would just do something wrong. I would just get it wrong. And, um, and my wife was like, well, I think you would probably think that of a lot of comedians. And I was like, actually, I don't. Like, if I met Josh Widdicombe and he went away from that um, interaction with me, we'd be like, what a prick. I don't think I'd mind as much. <laughs> but, I, but I really like Ramesh and I think mm. he's really funny. So I'd want him to think I'm cool, right? So it got me thinking, are there any wrestlers that you would be afraid to meet just in case you got it wrong? And I'm not talking about the rock or steve austin or cm punk you know your top level names just wrestlers like i would be afraid to meet raven and get it wrong like i just would i just think i'd i just think i would get it wrong and i would be afraid to meet him kind of like when you met kurt angle and you didn't actually want to yeah. interact with him for fear of getting it wrong right well yeah my answer is quite simple all of the wrestlers <laughs> i don't i don't I, I don't like meeting famous people I was fine. I was fine with Adam Blompier because you know he's just a he's just a regular Joe. So he's such a regular guy. Um, but yeah, in general, that I hate doing the interviews as well. Oh, and and press junkets. That's your bag. You love meeting the famous people. You've got no, you've got this like wonderful lack of self doubt when it comes to meeting famous people. I've observed. That's why you're so good in those roles. Oh, thank you. But like, you know, conversely, like, so I was on the, uh, the BT sports bus, uh, last year. Mm -hmm. It was weird. It was last year that we did that. Charlotte Flair was, yeah, on it was that outside. Bus. Well, actually, no, no, it was on a bus. It was literally confined <laughs> to a bus. Um, Charlotte Flair was on that bus. I, if I'd have met Charlotte Flair on that day, which I didn't actually do, I didn't get to interview Charlotte Flair or Andrade. I, um, and I got it wrong. I honestly wouldn't think about it. Like it would mm. not face me whatsoever if I got that wrong, because I guarantee you they won't remember me either. So like, they won't remember me at all. And it's just something that would just be like, Oh man, I can't believe I said this thing when I met uh, Charlotte. However, Nikki cross was on that bus and I did get to interview. If I'd have got that wrong, mm. I'd be thinking about that a lot. Like, man, I can't believe I got the Nikki cross interview wrong. 
So it sounds to me, because I think this is a, a difficult one. If I'm struggling to understand what you're looking for, I think <laughs> <laughs> I, I fear for the segment's legs. But to help you refine this pitch to the audience, it sounds to me like you are worried about the interactions where you believe a genuine friendship could blossom from. Oh, okay. That's an interesting way because of putting Nikki, it. Yeah. yeah, Nikki Cross, like she seems like a, a genuinely nice person who I bet in real life outside of wrestling, you could get on quite nicely with. CM Punk, for me, you know, famously prickly. I, I, don't, I don't think I would actually, we would get on in real life as much as I want that to happen. So yeah, I see. So I guess like Daniel Bryan would be a good answer. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's a good one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A Raven. I feel like Raven's going to hate you regardless of what I you think do. he would as well. And I, I think, think he already because... does. He recorded that video for you. And, but uh, yeah, and I guarantee he does not remember recording that video for me whatsoever. No. But I just think that if I met Raven and we did a show together or whatnot, and he wouldn't remember me the following day, but I, I would remember it. And if I got it wrong, I'd be like, oh man, that was a bit annoying. I got that meeting with Raven wrong. But I don't think I would be like that cut up about it. Mm. However, when I met, um, I interviewed Viper when we did the WOS tour. If Viper walked away from that, or Shah Samuels, who's, she, who's if, Viper? <laughs> sorry, or Dewdrop to apologize. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Um, if I'd have, if either of those had walked away being like, what an absolute bell end. I'd have been like, oh man, I can't believe I got it wrong in front of Viper and Shah Samuels. I mean, but did you think that because Shah got quite angry with you during that interview because you tried to play the um, the tube stop game with him and he did not seem on board with it? No, no, I think he, it's always difficult to know when Shah's doing a bit. <laughs> he's very good at the bits. And after yeah, a while, is. you just end up getting a bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll just say, I'm glad I did the Viper interview and I gave you the Shah Samuels one. Mm -hmm. So, and any other, I can't, so what are you, what are you asking people to email in about and what is this segment called? This segment is called, uh, getting it wrong. Um, right. and you would, and it would be like, who would you not want to get it wrong in front of? Mm. Like if you met a wrestler at an event or a signing or at a whatnot or in the supermarket or something, and you'd be afraid to get it wrong in front of them. Like how you wouldn't walk up and say hello to Kevin Kelly because you didn't want oh, to get it wrong. No. Why, why ruin something that's perfect? Exactly. Um, you don't want to risk it. So you like that. Yeah. You, it's a meeting you don't want to, you, a meeting you won't, you wouldn't risk doing in case you got it wrong. Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki, perfectly fine. Oh, mm -hmm. I gave him a little gave him a little cheeky nod when he walked past. <laughs> Kevin Kelly, I cannot even look at him. His brilliance <laughs> is too much for this world. So well, much like the first series of Taskmaster, I think this segment is going to change oh, pretty yeah. rapidly. Oh <laughs> yeah, 100%. As... Because like this, this was born out of me saying, <laughs> I'd like, I don't want to meet Ramesh Ranganathan in case I get it wrong. And I was like, brilliant. We need some email topics. That'll do. I'll, I'll just, I'll workshop it with Ollie on the podcast. Yeah. So how about, <laughs> it's kind of like Rusev, hey, but it's just embarrassing encounters with wrestlers. What? Well, uh, well, no, because we've kind of had that, haven't we? Because that was like Rusev Nays, right? Oh, no, that wasn't when you... That yeah, but you never you... met them. You never met a yeah. Rusev Nays. You just thought you might have met a Rusev Nays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That was a good segment. That wasn't it. I don't know why we stopped yeah. doing. We it. could just we could just bring them back. I would actually like to bring those back. I bring support back WrestleTalk.com. Support at WrestleTalk.com. Do send us an email. Also, get in your reviews on Apple Podcast. Follow us on there as well. Follow us on uh, Spotify and all those other bah, bah, good bah. stuff. Bah, 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 bah. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you on Thursday for the AEW review. It's back, everyone, like a Renegade Master. And Woo. Pete and Tempers will be back tomorrow with the NXT review. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.